we now join in singing our entrance hymn number 529, How Great Thou Art. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang for the celebration of morning mass, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of Margaret Finlay. We welcome uh, to the church today uh, Peter and Shona, and of course uh, Monica, Hannah and Ben, and Anne, and we welcome all the family members who are here with us. And extend a very warm welcome to all the family who've come from Ireland. Uh, you're very welcome today to the church. Welcome also our family friends who have joined us for the Mass today, and presence today in the church will be a great comfort to the family. Today we've come to thank God for the life of somebody who has been very special in the life of this family and amongst uh, many friends too, uh, Margaret Finlay. And we thank God for her gracious and kind and good life. Perhaps just at the uh, beginning of Mass, I'd like just to read uh, the words that you see at the back of your uh, booklet, uh, which are written uh, on behalf of her. You meant so much to all of us, cherished day and night, 
taught us how to love and trust, distance put aside. Head held high through it all, never dimmed the light, the image of an angel blessed upon our sight. Although we cannot keep you here and hold you tight, your legacy is carried on just as you would like. Through sisters and brothers and family, we honour such a life. We'll see you in the stars shining over bright. To, be, to begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. <coughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you to listen to all of our prayers which we make with ever-growing confidence through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. reading from the book of wisdom the souls of the virtuous are in the hands of god no torment shall we ever touch them in the eyes of the unwise they did appear to die their going looked like a disaster they're leaving us like annihilation but they are in peace if they experience punishment as men see it their hope was rich with immortality slight was their affliction Great will their blessing be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Bear you on, breath of dawn. 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all. We may be certain, after such a gift, that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? When God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Christ Jesus... No, he not only died for us, he rose from the dead. And there, at God's right hand, he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ, even if we are troubled or worried 
or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes or being threatened or even attacked. These are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, nothing any power or height or depth or any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God, made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you, and after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Some people, when life is coming to an end, feel overwhelmed and afraid. This was not the case for Margaret. She met the moment with great serenity and great courage. There was a great peacefulness that descended over her. In Peter and Shona's house, in their home with Monica and Hannah and Ben, she was surrounded with great love. She was never afraid, never despondent, never fearful of what was to come. Instead, there was joy and peace and great serenity and great contentment. Laterally, when she was not able to speak, there was no need for words. There was just silence that needs no words, that is just in another person's presence. 
in the stillness no words were necessary to express, express what was felt. Instead of sadness, I think that Margaret was overwhelmed by thanksgiving for the gift of life and for the journey that she had taken. She had sown such great love in return uh, to others. And as the day itself ran by, there was a sense in which that love was deepened within her. We hear, hear that saying very often that love casts out fear. She was not afraid, not overwhelmed with what was to come. In the end, there was a feeling only that she was surrounded by love. And what an amazing thing that is. We say that God himself is love. And what a beautiful thing that is that in those moments in which we love, that he is simply present. Margaret herself most certainly felt that presence. I was able to come uh, and pray with her in those final weeks of her life, simply confirming to her that God was there, but she didn't didn't need to be convinced of that fact. The readings of Mass simply reassure us of God's presence today in our life, that nothing can come between us and him, certainly no difficulties and not even illness, the magnitude of what Margaret herself had to deal with. She could testify to that fact. She continued to believe and trust in his presence. She kept believing in the power of love. Just a few words about Margaret's life. She was born in Holywood in County Down on the 23rd of December, 1935. Her parents, Bernard and Margaret Williams, and she herself was one of nine children in that family. Sadness was to come at the early death of two brothers, Jackie and Leo, from diphtheria. But she had a very carefree childhood and very loving parents to whom she was devoted. The family home was a bustling home with much coming and going. Long walks were a part of family life, encouraged very much by the father. Church also was a big presence in the life of the family, coming and going to Mass, confessions and devotions. Her working life was begun in hairdressing, which she retained an interest in, her, an interest in all her life. She was to cut everybody's hair in the family, and surprisingly even her own. From an early age, uh, she was interested in music and dancing, and was more than proficient in these things. Her singing voice was much praised, and she even had someone who wanted to promote her in this. The family themselves lived in a garrison town uh, with soldiers, and the McWilliam girls, including Margaret, was much taken by the soldiers. (laughs) As it turned out, Margaret was to fall for one of these Scottish uh, soldiers, James Finlay. They were both married in Edinburgh in 1955, and it was there that David was born in 1956, Hilda in 1960, Peter in 1967. Margaret was a very good mother, and there was memories uh, in childhood for all of them of spending in the Edinburgh Gardens, sightseeing and long walks by the seaside. Tragically, James died in 1972 at an early age, and Margaret was uh, left to raise the children. 
often working three jobs uh, to support the family. She was industrious and very hardworking. In 1984, Margaret herself met John while working in Edinburgh Airport, and they began a great friendship and a great care for one another that was to last for 20 years until his death. The family grew up and worked, uh, the boys themselves going to Reading. She was delighted to see the family grow and grandchildren enter into the family too, Sarah and Monica, Ellen and Ben. Might Sarah, Sarah, Monica, Hannah and Ben. She loved her grandchildren very much indeed and it's wonderful to see how much they each meant to her. She was exceptionally kind to them, very proud of them, very proud of the talents and gifts that they possessed, very proud of the people that they had turned into. In 2007, uh, she had great sadness when Hilda passed away. She found the loss unbearable at times. She was able to take great comfort from the family and to be near uh, to Peter and Shona in Cambus Lang and to that neighbourhood that she moved into, which she made many friends. Around about this time, the same illness that would take her life began to show itself. And over many years, she fought this illness and through great strength of character, overcame it on many occasions to live a peaceful, happy and contented life. I have a picture in my mind's eye of Margaret. She always seemed to me to be running. I don't know if that was my imagination, but she always seemed to be running down the path here to the church and running away to do something else. I'd often be aware that she was missing at different times from church, but I was very aware that she was visiting relatives and friends very often. She was very thoughtful and kind to us here in the church. I know also that she was a very considerate and kind person. She was the kind of person who would always walk that extra mile to help another person. She had a generous and kind nature and a warm heart. She always liked people too, uh, very much, always the best of company, always a great gift of hospitality, probably learned from those early days in her family home. And she had great love for family, her relatives here, but also a great love for the family in Ireland. And I know very much that the family loved her very much indeed. She had great love for Peter and David and Hilda, her spouses, the grandchildren, and I think that she would most of all like me to say that to you today, the great love that she had for all of you. It's amazing, isn't it, when you think of it, what one life can mean to so many people, what a good life can do, how goodness can catch fire in other people's lives. Today there is perhaps sadness, but I would suggest also that there is joy and pride too in what Margaret's life has meant to all of you, here in our own country, but also in Ireland too. And is that not the way that God himself makes it, that we should simply love each other, and from that love comes great good? Today we thank God for Margaret's life. We're thankful for that kindness, that generosity of spirit, that gentleness, that love that marked her life. We are thankful for her love and concern that she showed for so many people. We are thankful too for her humour and warmth. 
for her gentleness and care, for her life has meant so much to so many. Please stand. Let us come to our loving Father, asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our sister Margaret, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Margaret, our sister, who sleeps in the Lord, that she may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of her goodness. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In silent prayer, let us remember our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. We now join in singing our offertory hymn number 757, Be Not Afraid. shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die of thirst. You shall wander far in safety, though you do not know the way. You shall speak your words and fall. Joy side, know the time. 
and feed your brothers and sisters that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of Margaret, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Amen. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Amen. It's truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth, uphold your glory, Hosanna in the Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the We are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, what did you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Margaret, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in the death of his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant for peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Peace Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word to my soul shall be. We now join in singing our communion hymn, Here I Am, Lord. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin. the Lord 
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, Margaret may come to the eternal table of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please be seated. Um, just before we leave uh, Mass today, there's a special treat that you have. Uh, Anna's going to do as a wee song, and 
This is a lovely song, and I believe I hadn't heard it myself, but it was one that she composed for Gran, and one that she's going to, uh, that she sang uh, just before she died. So it's a very uh, beautiful song, and I want you to listen to that just now. Thank you all for coming. Isn't it crazy? Every thought of you amazes me. Flickering through every wave in my head, an endless sea. Thoughts of you and me. Sand storm violently destroying everything. In my way, you are all I see. You made me me. I see, I see shadows that mimic me. Shadows that mimic you in my sleep. Just to hear you breathe. 
சொல்லி That was very beautiful, wasn't it? We're speechless at the beauty of it. So well done. It's lovely. Please stand.
Please join in singing our final hymn, number 168, Be Thou My Vision. <laughs> 